On the line is Karabo Nkoli. It's time for our breath of fresh air. Karabo wrote a book in 2016 when he was 14 called Whispers of Life. And uh, Karabo, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure, Michelle. So Karabo, let's start with the book Whispers of Life. What was it about? Why did you write it? How did it happen? Well, the thing is, I started writing at the end of 13, when I was in grade 7. Yeah. And so the idea of me writing a book was me wanting to be, to contribute, basically, to the change in our country. And to write the book was actually a way of me having my voice heard as a young, as a young person. Because many times as young people we speak, but then our voices are not taken into consideration. So it enabled me to like break the barriers for young people to say that you can do anything if you just want to be a part of the solution to the problems that your generation and that your country faces. And also the book touches from how young people can take over from the previous generations and also it touches on the subject of mothers and please treat to the role that mothers play in our society and it also reflects on the state of the country, gives hope and also goes in depth of on the challenges that we as a country face and also on many, many other aspects of life. As you can hear, the, the title itself is Whispers of Life and it touches on different aspects of life and everything that we are in touch with as humans. So, you know, Karaba, I was very interested to read your biography, and I've got quite a few questions that I do want to ask you. But I'd like to know okay. a little bit more about the Youth Must Rise movement, what it's about uh, for young people and how it works. Well, the Youth Must Rise movement was formed last year, and it's a youth organization that seeks to give young people a platform from all sectors of everything from the entertainment to the political sphere and everything in really there. And, and to give them a platform whereby they can organize themselves as young people, you know, to go in depth and identify the things that society considers to be taboo. And it is for justice and also it is there for young people to take on the baton and be part of the solution to the problems that young people face, for young people to be on the forefront of the all as being part of the solution because they are the ones that have to be in the forefront of everything as they are the ones who are mostly affected by the challenges that they face because this is their time to like actually need and, yeah. So, so Karabo, this is what I'm interested in, is that this idea that, um, you know, you talk about how young people must take over, they must take the baton, they must be at the forefront. And what worries me about this is it's about a binary. It's about an us and a them. It's not about saying, well, how do we work together with different generations. So we know that there are the perennials, those are people who are over 60. We know that there's generation X, Y, and Z. And so there's this assumption in the way that you speak that it's it's got to be take over. It's not about, well, how do we work together? Talk to me about that. 
Well, you know that it just comes as a form of, um, how can I put it, upliftment of young people. It's not as per se that I'm saying that, you know, older generations should just be not considered, you know, because I personally take inspiration from them because I believe that we have to take much more than taking inspiration. We have also to take responsibility. And so from the older generations, we take inspiration so that we can take responsibility as we take our leap of faith on this journey. Yeah, I hear you. And and I think that you're quite right. It is about taking responsibility. And it sounds to me from everything I'm reading about you, that's exactly what you've done. I suppose what I'm interested in is this kind of narrative that we are hearing more and more and more, which is quite, um, as I mentioned, it's binary. It's about saying, well, I can learn from you, but I don't want you to do it with me. And I'd be interested to know... Um, when I look at uh, the kind of work that you're doing, how are you doing that work with someone who's from a slightly different generation from you? How are you working together? Well, we learn from each other, as you said, that it's about learning from each other. You know? And being vulnerable in that position during that moment, you know, to say that, what is it that I can take from you, you know, because you faced these are challenges than that that we face today, you know. Mm. But what is it that you did to contribute to the change that we see in our country? But what about if what it's... But, okay, I'm challenging you on this because I think you're smart enough to be challenged. But w- when you say what is it that you did, what what about what is it that you do? Why is it that it has to be positioned in the past? So in much the same way that I would not say it when I read that you say that you are a visionary, I'm like, wow, he's a visionary at the age of 18. And and I am being challenging here, but but I think that these Mm -hmm. kinds of questions should be asked. What makes you a visionary at 18? But, you know, in the same way that you are asking these questions, let's, how do we challenge one another, but still ensure that we work together so that it's not a case of, well, your time has gone and passed. It's about like saying, well, Let's work together. So how can we work together to make this a country that's wonderful for both you and someone else, perhaps your mother? I mean, I don't know, your father, whatever. It may be your mentor. How do, how do you do that? Well, it's about understanding that yeah. everybody who is a patriot has the best interest of the country at Yes, you know, good. That you love this country yeah. and that as if, even if you're older, if you have the strength to still be part of the change, you can be a part of it. You know? And if you're young, that you must be committed to uh, being in the forefront of actually seeing this country succeed. And it's all about all of us just coming together to sit at one table to say, for other generations to come, perhaps to say that, you know, We've managed to do this, Mm. but we we no longer have the strength anymore. So you can now take it from here, you know. And those who still tend that are older, they can still walk this journey with us as we take this country to great heights. Absolutely. So the assumption, again, is that just because someone is older, they don't have strength anymore. Is that an assumption? Not really, because... (laughs) 
I'm challenging you. Karabo, I'm yeah. challenging you because I think that you have uh, some wonderful initiatives. I think that the Youth Must Rise movement sounds fascinating. And from what I've heard, what you're doing is you're working with young people and you're working with people uh, to just look at positive initiatives moving forward. But I do think that there's a conversation that needs to be challenged in the world. And I would love someone like you who really is a driver to take that forward. And and that conversation is that it is not a binary, that we are working together as both um, people who may be older, but also people who may be younger, that we are all South Africans and that it is not simply a case of it is time for people who are older to step down or time for people who are younger to step up because everybody has their own journey and they may be positioned quite differently in their journey as well. Yes, that's true. So, but but having said that, I wonder if you could mm-hmm. just tell us a little bit more about, you have mentioned it, but the Youth Must Rise movement does sound really, really exciting. And it sounds like you've engaged in it in very different ways to, to make sure that people and your peers are taking um, this idea further about how we talk a language that we can all start to understand and how your peers are, are learning that. Tell us about it. Well, yes, because that's what it is about, you know, just bringing them together. Because yeah. I think once we can be able to actually mobilize them, that's when they can actually have one voice, you know, and they yeah. can be the ones so that they will be kind of self-destruction to themselves, to enable them to be the ones that are hopeful, you know, in terms yeah. of, okay, the, the youth unemployment rate is high, but what can we do to, like, build one another during that moment? What is it that we can do to identify who we are and our role in the state of the country today? And I think once we can be able to actually make them realize that everybody has the potential of being a leader naturally, then we will be great journey to actually taking this country to a dreadful condition in the world. Karaba, I wish you all the very, very best. I understand that you're an excellent athlete as well, and I would urge you not to lose that skill because it sounds like you're doing amazing work as a 200-meter and 100-meter athlete. So well done. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Karabo Nkoli, he's a poet, but he's also an athlete, and it sounds like that's not really covered as much in his conversation. He's the chairperson of Youth Must Rise, the movement as well.